since I just school I fat it no for today I hit the radio dial and turn it up all the way I play Hey everybody, welcome back to the UK Hockey Fan Podcast. I'm Shane. And I'm Finn. And we're back again for another episode of uh, of our podcast. It's it's uh, turned into more of a weekly podcast towards the end of the season this year. Uh, and uh, there's loads to talk about, uh, especially now that our beloved Leafs have unfortunately been eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I was kind of hoping for a bit more, if you know what I mean from the Leafs. Yeah, well, me too. And we'll get into it. we'll get into all that. We'll talk about um the games, the Leafs games that transpired since we were last on and the fact that we've been eliminated. Uh we'll probably cover off a little bit on what's happening still in the playoffs. Um something's happened today with women's hockey that we um want to um spend a little time on today uh and and talk about because um, as regular listeners know, we've been trying to uh, raise the profile of women's hockey a little bit use on our podcast, and we've become real fans of the, of uh, of, the, of that sport. Uh, so we want to talk about that too. What else we got today? Uh, we uh, as as well uh, as always, we have some uh, you know kind of random facts I've uh, picked up. Cool. Uh, one's just come through, but I'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. Um, I know we want to talk about some, uh, cover off some international hockey that's happening. Yeah, I was going to say there's some international stuff we want to have various, a look at. Various bits and pieces of news there. Um, and just a quickie to say, Cliffy, uh, Scott Antcliffe isn't with us today. Um, UK hockey, um, he reported to us when he was last on, has sort of wound, uh, down, um and uh, there's less happening so uh, we'll definitely have scott on again next um and we'll talk about our sort of shifting schedule for the rest of the sort of you know spring and summer season the um, off season and um and where you can find out when we're going to be on and things like that we'll, t- we'll cover that off later so hang in there that we'll probably cover that towards the end of the show yeah um if you want a better idea of when we'll be on over the spring and summer because it's unlikely that we'll carry on with a weekly Im- or and or bi-weekly podcast so um we'll uh, we'll get that info out later too so should we jump in on talking about the lease yeah but first thing so something one thing's literally come up uh at the time of this podcast it's coming up to half seven in england and at quarter past seven uh, just come through, uh, Kelly. Is that is that Red Kelly? Red Kelly. What about Red Kelly? Uh, he's just died at the age of ninety-one. Oh no! Wow, Red Kelly was a huge figure in uh, hockey, even from my childhood. Uh, great loss to hockey. I'm really sorry to hear that news. Yeah, he starred as a Red Wings defenseman and Maple Leaf center in his twenty-year career. Oh, that's awful. Okay, well. We might do, uh, maybe we might have some time to do a bit of a tribute to Red on uh, on our next episode. But what what sad news to uh, start the uh, podcast off with. Yeah, however, fun fact. You can't he jump from Red Kelly's death straight into a fun fact. No, no, no. Fun fact about Red Kelly. It's, it's a good thing, you know, okay. keep it positive. All right. All right. He was on the Stanley Cup winning team in 1967. Yeah, okay. Well, well, that's cool. That's something cool. Well, on that note, let's lead it. Let's jump into the talking about the Leafs and where they ended up. So when we were last on, we just covered game six, and and game seven, I believe, was the night that we put that last our last podcast out. I think something uh, like that. Yeah, I think Might it would have been, been that very night. Yeah. Um, 
so Leafs had just a quick recap. Everybody will know, obviously, if you're a Leafs fan, you already know what's happened. But basically, um, we had uh, gone into game six, which was at home um, to Boston. And so that really, everybody knows, even on, on that night and looking back with hindsight, game six was our moment to seize that um, series. Uh, and, uh, and we blew it. We blew it in game six and uh, and then game seven was just even more of a disaster. So we covered off game six in our last podcast. So let's go over what happened in game seven. So game seven away to Boston at the Toronto Dominion Garden. Yes. Um, so I'll go, I'll go as normal and we'll go for the shots. So Toronto won shots. Great. You know, we've been trying to do that all season. And, yeah. uh, one time we actually do it. Finally, doesn't go well. Charts, no. uh, 33 to 32. So heading into the first period, what happens? Uh, first period, uh, we're uh, 14 minutes and 29 seconds into the first period. So a long way through. We almost made it through a scoreless period there. So in the last one, yeah. last sort of six minutes of, of the period, someone scores. Yes. Uh, Jacob Nordstrom of the Boston Bruins uh, scores to make it 1-0. Yeah, Bruins draw first blood towards the end of the f- first uh, period. Any more goals come in that period? Yes. Uh, about three minutes later, uh, Johansson of uh, Boston Bruins scores again unassisted. Yeah, so um, heading into the first intermi- intermission, away to Boston, game seven of the series, and we are down 2-0 and uh, and every Leafs fan felt sick. Yes. However, second period, three minutes and 54 seconds into that second period, Mr. John Tavares scores his second goal of the playoffs, assisting uh, assisted by Tyler Ennis. Yeah, and then a good goal too. And um, obviously, you know, watching the game and um, everybody else, every other Leafs fan that was watching that game, it, bre- it you know, breathes a whole new life. It's... It, instantly like flipping a switch it's like well, hang on we're still totally in this uh so score now in the be- towards the beginning of the second period um least trailing by only one goal two to one boston yes and that was the end of the scoring for the second period so another top defensive well i shouldn't say top another solid defensive period for leafs but um, really crappy offensive period. I mean, we needed, we knew we needed to score in that game, and um, and you know, um, the forward lines being put out just weren't producing. So anyway, the second intermission, Leafs still trailing, um, two to one to Boston. Yeah, and going into the third period, um, I bl- uh, well, everyone's hopes were kind of high, especially Leafs fans. You know, like we we've done yeah, this before. Twenty, mi- 20 minutes left. You know, we're only trailing by by uh, one goal. Start of a new period, 20 minutes to go. Anything could happen. Two minutes and 40 seconds into the third period, Boston score Sean Corrali uh, to make it 3-1. Yeah, devastating. And, you know, those of us that are still absolutely holding out the hopes of all hopes, it was like a punch in the stomach. It was the moment we realized, wow, we're not going to dig ourselves out of this mess. So anyway, at least now down 3-1. to one. Yes, uh, we made 15 minutes uh, without a goal being conceded either way. Uh, Leafs Paul Anderson, who's had a great series. Yeah. Um, and uh, with an empty net, uh, 17 minutes and 26 seconds into the period, Charlie Coyle of Boston Bruins scores uh, assisting to David Krejci on the empty net. Yeah, devastating. And with one second left in the game, 
Yeah. Leaf Killer, Patrice Bergeron, again. Pops in an empty net. Pops in an empty net, empty net goal to make it 5-1 Boston. A uh, big giant nail in the uh, in the coffin of the Leafs' uh, playoffs hope playoff hopes. So um, you know what this reminds me of is um, you're more the you're the stats guy for sure. But uh, and everybody knows that in that is the classic situation to pull your goalie right. So you um, you are still within touch of uh, of the other team. So we're trailing by two goals. Um, you know anything can happen. Uh, you have nothing to lose. Uh, and everything to gain by pulling your goalie and putting another skater out there. But I think if we look back over the p- certainly the playoff series, I don't think once that that paid off for anybody. And I bet you it goes quite a ways back into the, uh, into the regular season until you'll find a game, or certainly I'm only talking about Leafs at the moment, w- when you find a game where either side pulling the goalie resulted um, in the success that they wanted. Yeah, it did work with what in one game. The Leafs didn't w- the Leafs didn't end up winning game winning the game. I believe they're uh two goals down. Yeah. Can't remember which team, but they pulled the goalie and we're the You must be thinking way back. I know, I'm thinking re- I'm n- not way back as in like oh, like years. I'm thinking to the to the um, to this season, this regular season. Well back into the season though somewhere. Probably, yeah. Um and they pulled uh they, they pulled the goalie and John Tavares scored about 15 seconds left. Right. To make it a one-goal game. And, yeah. and everyone thought that the Leafs were going to score. And I'm pretty sure one we almost... lost in overtime. No, 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 no. As in it the in the... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, in regulation time. Yeah. We were down two goals. Oh, okay. So they scored a goal to make it a one-goal game. Okay. And people thought they were going to score again to make it make it right. a tie game and to go didn't. to overtime. And uh, we couldn't do it. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like so Matthews you, you, you've reinforced the, the whole point that I was trying to make there. Which is, I cannot remember a time when pulling the goalie was successful in that... Um, oh, in that they went on to win the yeah, game. Yeah, that they actually oh, won, okay. won the game. Because that's the only reason why you would... You know, you're not trying to get a draw. You're trying to win. And uh, I, I honestly can't remember the last time that that, that uh, Leafs were successful. Boston that. tried it in uh, game uh, one. Again, of course they're going to do it, right? Of course they're going to do it. What option do they have? But I remember, uh, you know, I remember hockey. I remember Leafs hockey when pulling the goalie actually meant something, you know. And uh, and that that real advantage was, um, y- or the advantage was real, you know, that putting another skater out made a huge difference. But if you think about it, the parallel between, well, it's exactly the same thing as being on the power play, right? Except you've got nobody stopping the puck from going in. Yeah. And our power play sucks. So how we think that, you know, how, how we thought that by pulling the goalie and putting essentially a power play out there was going to help people, of course it isn't when your power play already sucks. Yeah, and that that's something I I want to talk about later as well with the, that whole thing. Um, however, I'm looking at the game stats for that game seven here. Okay. So as I said, um, uh, Toronto uh, had the uh, upper hand uh, shot wise with 33 to 32. Yep. Face offs. You, oh yeah. Dave, you want to talk about this? Yeah, because I raged about how crappy we were um, w- uh, in face offs in this series up until and including game six. Yes, and uh, face off percentage was exactly fifty fifty. Mm. It was better that night, and uh, and I remember even talking about I think on the last episode about pulling the goalie, and you can't pull the goalie unless you're going to win the face off. Yeah, like if you pull the goalie and you're not winning face offs, you're just basically gifting someone a goal. Yeah, um, going down this list as well, uh, Toronto for once had no people in the box, the whole game, and Bruins uh, had uh, 
two like uh, two uh, two penalties. Yeah, so we blew two power plays. Yeah, we didn't score on either power play. Uh, the hits were in our favor, thirty-two to twenty-six. Again, first time in the in the series. Still not enough. Uh, our takeaways, uh, we had ten to their seven. Our giveaways, we had thirteen to their seventeen. And uh, the only category here in which they beat us was block shots, which they had seventeen to our four. Yeah. It's so we uh, dominated in that game and somehow didn't win. Yeah, and I mean the scoreline shows that, and the fact that um, you know the first two periods were um, you know so defensive. Um, but anyway, I mean one of the so I don't know. Do you want to get into more about that more um, on that game? So one of the big things that um, was that uh, Austin Matthews sat in his ass for most of that game. Oh, in the third period, uh, I could try and find that. We find that stat. Everybody knows it by now. Um, so, I mean, one of the big things was why wasn't Austin on the uh, on the ice more? And then, of course, today you read the story. Did you read the story about his operation that he had today? Hyman. No, no. Matthews. Matthews. He had an operation. Yeah. No, I haven't seen that. Yeah. So um, quietly, what they what they uh, and even today the the story came out quite quietly. Austin Matthews had a piece of surgical apparatus removed from his body that was placed in there during his shoulder operation. So the whole time that he's been playing with his repair with his repaired shoulder, he actually had like a piece of metal or something in there holding it all together. And here we are one week on from uh, the end of the season and he's already had an operation to have that piece removed. So was he playing 100%? The answer is absolutely not. And he still dominated and prob- was probably the best producer in the whole series, I'd say. Yeah, no, um, sure. but uh, talking about surgeries, um, Zach Hyman, he had a he played the whole series with a torn ACL, which right is yeah, a, that's a right. ligament in your knee. I that's believe. right. He was straight into uh, straight into surgery or whatever. Yeah, so they 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 kept that on the lowdown the whole time. And um, well, of course, you're not going to tell that to the likes of uh, Marshan or Marshan be headhunting you like an absolutely evil, dirty little bugger he is. He'd be straight after it, hacking yeah. away at it. I'll talk uh, again. I'll talk about Martian later. But um, uh, Zach Hyman, he had an uh, so he had surgery on his ACL on the 29th of April, and uh, we're glad to say that it uh, went successful uh, successfully. Um, but he won't be back until around November time, mid November. So he'll miss a good chunk uh, of the season before Christmas. Um, but yeah, uh, at least his surgery went well. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good news. But it just goes to show um, we had key players that were not um, firing on all cylinders uh, in the end of that uh, series. And I know, hey, you know, you're always going to sound like a sad loser or a bad loser when you start saying things like that. I'm not making, you know, I'm not offering that as the overall excuse, but we did say on our last podcast that a couple of them looked like they weren't at 100% anymore. And it just goes to show that there's two key players that definitely were suffering physically with actual uh, injuries that required almost immediate surgery, um, but yet still, you know, giving it everything they had left in that series. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty sure that's uh, pretty much all we can say about that um, Game 7 Yeah, no, that's loss. it. So it was an absolute, you know, I was just, I was totally devastated. I was probably more upset. <coughs> about uh, I'm actually j- I'm I'm choking up here now. No, I'm not actually. It's <laughs> <laughs> I am choked up, but not because of the hockey. <coughs> I got a froggy throat. Um, no, uh, uh, I was actually more upset um, with the 
with being eliminated this this year than I have been in in a long time. And it, and I suppose that's the double-edged sword of hope, right? Um, we've got a really good team now and uh, a team that people expect to do great things. Um, a team that we, uh, you know, I genuinely believed that we were, went into the playoffs in, in real cup contention. And so to get knocked out is uh, devastating, you know. It's different when you have a team where you just feel lucky that somehow through a miracle they've managed to scrape their yeah, way yeah, into yeah. the playoffs. And uh, you think, oh, well, hell with it. We had a good run. But when you are, you know, when your hope gets to where you're thinking, God, we could really do this. We could really go all the way. It's just all that much more devastating when you don't. So, you know, uh, the, the, the downside is it's heavily devastating when you've got a great team like that. The upside is, is hey, we're now in contention and this is what it feels like to be a, a team in contention for the Stanley Cup. Yeah, and um, obviously this playoffs has been pretty pretty crazy, um, just all 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 around, and we've uh, addressed some of these things in uh, uh, earlier podcasts. Um, but yeah, you pretty much summed it up there. The, the biggest thing for Leafs fans, the reason that this one hurt even more than any of the others, is because we really had a chance, and we felt like we had a chance, especially with going into Game Six with a three-two lead, which was. Um, something I'm not sure many people thought we were going to get, and when we got it, that made it that gave us even more hope, right? Yeah, for e- sure. Even more hope than uh, going into this with new players such as John Tavares and uh, Tyler Ennis. And I and I think another takeaway that we've got from from all the things that we've just talked about is seeing players slow down towards the end of Game Seven. These injuries that needed immediate attention after the games and whatnot. Yeah, we were we were never going to get any further. You know. Yeah. Uh, also, apparently, Jake Gardner was still playing with a messed up back. Yeah, that's right. So he was playing injured as well. Um, again, these aren't these aren't excuses. It's a tough sport, and I'm sure every team still in the playoffs has has got um, players coming out every night who are skating with injuries. So, um, but they hurt us and hurt us enough to uh, to make it so that we couldn't go any further. And the Bruins are awesome. You know, they are a good team. And um, and it, as long as we have to keep facing them in the first round, it's always going to be a real nightmare. Yeah. Um, do you want to? Well, what, what do you want? What do you want to do here? Do you want to go to um, some nicer, nicer Leaf stuff? You want to try and get your hopes? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like stick with the Leafs. Stick with the Leafs. What else? Okay. You got? So, uh, a really nice thing here. Uh, Ian Scott, who I've mentioned before on this podcast, uh, he represented Team Canada in the U18s uh, Championships. Uh, so he's the Maple Leafs goalie prospect, and he's been awarded the WHL Goaltender of the Year, or the Dell Wilson Memorial Trophy, and he's currently in net for the Prince Albert Raiders in the finals. Uh, he had a point, uh, he had a 9.32 save percentage and a 1.83 goals against average uh, in the season, uh, which gives you a hope on the whole um, backup goalie front, especially when he gets uh, more ready, and I'm, pro- I'm guessing that he'll soon be playing for the Marlies as well. And... Um, but yeah, I think uh, we've got hope coming up in the system, and uh, it's uh, a nice start, and congrats to Ian Scott. Yeah, no, absolutely, congrats to Ian. Uh, another one, uh, Igor Korshkov um, from uh, the KHL. Uh, he was selected 31st overall in the 2016 NHL entry draft by the Toronto Maple Leafs. Signs a two-year entry-level deal, and will also play with the Marlies in their playoff run on a professional tryout basis, which is something another team did with... Um, K- Kale, something I I can't remember his last name, um, but he was for the Colorado Avalanche and he was a player that had like torn up his league. Oh yeah, and um, but they were able to bring him up on a professional tryout. Yeah, walk um, on, and then he scored in his first game. 
yeah that's and help awesome. them win the game which was like which is like a thing that people have said that uh, the nhl should look into kind of because yeah more more walk-ons or whatever no, no, I, I'm not, no, as in not having that kind of thing because it's oh, not, not having it. Yeah, yeah, because he, like, he'd be fresh compared to all the other guys, right? Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, and it's not, it's not fun to have like this prospect come in and just like tear it up, kind of thing. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like, uh, people are saying they should have, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, like game, game, game minimum, like minimum games that you played in the regular season. Oh, regular right. season. Oh gosh. Okay. Uh, to be eligible for the playoffs, like you've got to at least play like a, a couple regular season games right. to be eligible to play for the playoffs. So that means that, for example, if you were on the injured list for the whole season and fi- finally you became fit, but for the play in time for the playoffs, you wouldn't be able to to play. Well, uh, on maybe, that basis. Well, on that basis, maybe. If you had to, I mean, c- there couldn't be one rule for some and a different rule for others. So if you're saying, yeah that what the discussion was is that you'd have to play a minimum number of regular season games to be able to qualify to be eligible to play in the playoffs. You can imagine how that would suck if you were on the injured list for no good reason other than yeah, you've so been m- injured. Maybe it would make more sense if you were, you had to be registered with that team, like registered like on the healthy scratch list kind of thing. So you s- not sorry, not healthy scratch the scratch like the scratch list that you. Well, get. you'd have to be at least on the roster on the main roster, which yeah, means registered. you could be on the IR. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then for other people, like if you're not registered on the uh, IR or registered on that team uh, in the season, that you are like a play up that that the that you get called on for like this tryout thing, but you have to play like two games or something before the right. playoffs start. Yeah, I don't know, some something like that. Yeah. But people have said that it's not it's not great to have this like young kid come and just be amazing. Oh well, they're just boohoo halfway through the playoffs. Yeah. Um. What else have we got? I'm trying to look at some other stuff here. Oh, you got more Leaf stuff, or should we do just a quick roundup of where we're at with the playoffs? I mean, I've got I've got a, cu- a couple more Leaf stuff, but I'll do one more like um, thing that that's uh, a rumor. Oh, okay. We so lo- there is a rumor rumors. that I got from the Steve Dangle podcast. All oh, right, okay. Came out yesterday. Yeah. That Mitch Mariner's agent has said he will not start contract negotiations with the Leafs until July the first. Oh. Which is oh. which is not good because that's the f- that's when free agency starts. Oh, right. Which means that they're basically waiting to see if they can get an offer sheet of something oh, like amazing. Man. Okay, so they're preparing to play some hardball. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, it's, uh, obviously, Mitch, so Mitch Marner has stated, I, I, I know this is this kind of the same thing that John Tavares said, but he's stated that um, he wants to stay with the Leafs. Yeah. Leafs is his, are his uh, hometown team. Yeah. Um, the team that drafted him. Yeah. Uh, and he wants to stay. Yeah, but uh, his greedy agent and money hungry dad yeah you and me you and me talked about this the other day yeah and we were saying that if 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 it was up to players players themselves and uh agents didn't get like a cut of their salary like uh, they don't get a, a sizable huge bit of money yeah yeah but like it, it would be better if they were like um like it's kind of like lawyers you pay up front for a year kind of thing yeah to be an agent yeah and then whatever they get doesn't affect affect what the agents get paying. Yeah. So you can pay the en- agent maybe 200k, which is which is a sizable amount of money. Uh-huh. To get you an amazing contract and you get 200k of that straight away. That's it. That's yours. Yeah. That's your pay. Yeah. And that's still a massive chunk of money for pretty much as we said doing nothing all season long. Yeah. <laughs> um rather than a rather than a percentage of a huge figure. Yeah, cuz cuz that that would mean just that they uh, they just I mean that's a again that that is just an age old argument that we could go round and round about how uh, wrong that whole the whole business around agency is. 
Um, but anyway, well, that's that's a bummer. I hope that um, I hope that Dubas can sort things out pretty rapidly with um, Marner uh, because he is, you know, a key to our team, and uh, I think most of us are counting on him being there again next year. Uh, what do you say? He wants to go on to next? You want to just do you want to do just a quick roundup of the NHL playoffs? Yeah, and then who's, I've got who's still in and where they're at in the series. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll go through. Um, I will find it now. There is some stuff I want to talk about. More Leaf stuff later. But uh, we'll, we'll get onto that later. later. So let's let's start with Boston. Where are Boston at? So Boston are currently playing the Columbus Blue Jackets, uh, the team that uh completely sweeped uh swept. Top, sorry, swept, 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 swept. Yeah, <laughs> Tampa okay. Bay. Yeah, Tampa Bay. Yeah. Um, the league leaders, league winners. Yeah. Set a record for wins with sixty-two. Yeah. That's mental. Yeah. Um, but they are playing the Boston Bruins. They're going into game four tonight. Right. And what's the series at? Uh, Blue Jackets lead two-one. Nice. Okay. Well, I'm. Uh, you know, obviously we're. I'm pulling for Boston in that series. Yeah. Um, another uh, a really surprising one coming here. Yeah. Uh, New York Islanders were staying with the uh, Eastern Conference. Bunch of jerks. Bunch yeah. of jerks. Yeah. They're they're playing the New York Islanders playing the bunch of jerks. Uh, the uh, I can't even think of them now. Carolina Hurricanes. Wow, yeah. my mind went blank there. That's alright. Um, game four is being played on uh, Friday night. Yep. Tomorrow and night. Yes, and the Hurricanes are will be at home, mm-hmm. and they are leading three nil. Wow. Okay. So they're gonna sweep. Well, jeez, you're brightening people off here awful quick. We want people to have their day in the sun. Dougie Hamilton plays from Carolina Hurricanes. <laughs> okay. So All right. He'll be a leaf Who else <laughs> is still going here? Um, Sharks and Avalanche yep. going into the Western. Yeah. Uh, Sharks lead 2-1. They will be playing tonight. Okay, so game four tonight. And uh, the Stars and the Blues. Uh, series is tied 2-2. Oh, that's more of a... Uh, well... It's an actual series. Yeah, it's more of a tight series here. <laughs> um, uh, cool. So they're, they're the game five for them must be this game weekend. Game five for them is Friday. Friday night. Tomorrow night. Okay, cool. Um, right. I don't want to dwell on that. It's too depressing. <laughs> okay. So um, we did say... Uh, so something happened in the world of women's hockey today. Oh, yeah. Go, let's go with that. Let's yeah. talk about that. Okay. So do you, do you want me to yeah. introduce uh, it? Or? Uh, you well, so a lot of the, um, so a lot of we noticed or you noticed first on, um, on social media that suddenly a lot of uh, professional women hockey players were putting up the same post on their um, profiles. And that post contains some pretty uh, shocking information. What we talked about in the past on the show, can you find it? Uh, do you mean to? Uh, well, I, I've, I've got the outline if you want to try and find it there. No, I just want the actual thing. And okay, yeah, uh, I can so we, we talked about it. We've talked about uh, the various problems with the leagues, the, the main pro leagues. Got it. And we talked about how the CWHL had actually folded. So in a year where women's hockey just seemed to take a massive leap forward in uh, having it uh, having a higher profile um when a couple um pro women pro players were invited to the um uh all-star weekend yep. and performed massive massively and amazingly yep. and um and just showed everybody that uh they were just as competitive as the men on the men in the men's game you know do you know what i mean so it wasn't like trying to make the argument that look hey women's hockey is is really good too 
that actually for once and for all settled the argument that women are just as literally just as good as uh, male pro players so um off the back of that we then did a lot of coverage about the um, women's hockey leagues particularly the cwhl yep. and then no sooner had we gotten uh, you know jumped on the bandwagon of, of really enjoying all that and the CWHL announces that it's going to fold for financial reasons. So at the time, I remember um, saying, you know, well, hopefully behind the scenes, there'll be some team owners and various sponsors and things that will concoct up a brand new league because this quite often happens. And so quietly, I was hoping that that's what was going on behind the scenes. But today, this post appeared on uh, social media. Finn, you might as well read the whole thing out. Who, who's, uh, who's one of you got up there? Brianna Decker. Okay, B. Decker puts it up. Right. This is what the reader out. Yeah. So this is the the um, post all the all the women players are putting out, and I will go into why they're doing this uh, more in a minute. But it reads: uh, We are fortunate to be ambassadors of this game. That we uh, is that Revere or Revere? Yeah. Revere. Yeah. Uh, so deeply, and yet more than ever, we understand the responsibility that comes with the ambassadorship to leave uh, to leave this game in better shape than we entered it. Uh, that that is why we come together over 200 players strong to say it is time to create a sustainable professional league for women's hockey while we have all accomplished so much there is no greater accomplishment than what we have uh, potential to do right now uh, right here right now not just for this generation of players but for generations to come with that purpose we are coming together not as individual players but as one collective voice to help navigate further uh, navigate further the future and protect the players needs uh, we cannot make a sustainable living uh, playing in the current state of, of the professional game. Having no health insurance and making as low as $2,000 a season means players can't adequately train and prepare to play at the highest level. Because of that, together as players, we will not have any professional leagues in North America this season. So we will not play in any... Uh, uh, sorry, sorry, we will not play in any professional leagues in North America this season until we get the resources uh, that professional hockey demands and deserves. We may have rep represented different teams, leagues, and countries, but this sport is one family, and the time is now. Uh, the time is now for the family to unite. This is the moment we've been waiting for. Our moment to come together and say we deserve more. It's time for a long-term viable professional league that will showcase the greatest product of women's professional hockey in the world. And then they sort of owned the hashtag for the game, F O R the game. Um, so yeah, so they put that out, loads of them put it out, and there's a couple key things in there. First of all, it's um, uh, they mentioned that there's 200 of them that have banded together um, across various leagues. Um, I, I corrected you there quickly, not, not to be a pedant, um, but because the point that they are making there is they said that they, will n they won't play in any league, um, in, or they won't play in any league, and that's the 200, right? So that does leave the door open to say, well the leagues might go on or you might get a league together, but us 200 pros are n won't play in it. And, um, and so there's that. They're essentially, you know, loads of them aren't even on a team at the moment because, uh, you know, really what's happened is the league f has folded with um, quite a few of their teams in it. So uh, what they're saying is we won't play. But some astounding, um, astounding figures come out there and, and ones that sadly don't surprise me at all. The two main ones that they mentioned were the fact that they have no health care. So imagine operating. I mean, we just talked about to, um, Matthews and Hyman uh, and some of the medical issues that they've had. Imagine playing in that sport at that level, uh, this particular sp injury-prone sport, 
and having no health insurance at all. Yeah. And then on top of that, you're only making $2,000 a season, which means obviously you can't possibly uh, live off that money, which means they must all either have separate sponsorship of some some form individually, or in most cases, they will all have jobs of some variety, whether it's uh, anything from, you know, maybe doing some coaching, probably uh, wearing the stripes in different games and things like that. You'll probably find if, if there's um, women in the sport making $2,000 a year, they're doing whatever they can to um, make a normal living. Some of them will just have normal jobs. And uh, so imagine the combination of having no health care. So you bust your arm tonight, but you have a real job and no, now can't do that job. I mean, it's uh, just jeopardy, whichever way you look at it. And is, uh, you know, it is a real, um, you know, a, a real dark spot on uh, on professional sport, I think. So no sooner did they put that out than uh, I saw an immediate backlash, a really shocking backlash from loads of men. I haven't seen any women um, can't have a go at them. Uh, although maybe some will, but, uh, loads of, uh, people coming back to them and saying, Oh, how, you know, how arrogant it, it was of them to, to think that they deserve this. And, uh, how do they think they deserve something for free? And, uh, you know, they haven't, uh, if people don't buy tickets to their games, then how can they deserve more money and all that sort of thing? And I was just instantly flabbergasted by how naive, um, you know, and um, and downright misogynistic some of some of these comments were. So I'm going to take issue with a couple of them, and I already ha have. If you check out our Twitter, um, UK Hockey Fam on Twitter, uh, you'll see me sparring with a couple people on there already. So I'll uh, I'll take issue first issue with um, ticket sales. Yeah. So one of the big arguments there immediately was, well, ladies, sell some more tickets, and uh, maybe you'll get some more money. That itself is just such a ridiculously naive thing to say that is someone who has no idea how professional sports play so whatever the ticket sales are so you think about a great big um, venue like uh, Toronto Dominion or uh, Scotiabank or wherever right that is a huge place that costs a staggering amount of money to run and I'm not obviously not talking about a rink. A rink's expensive, but I mean just a huge building, the electricity, the thousands of people employed to keep that building running, um, all the people involved, and just the rink as a facility alone is barely covered. That money is barely covered by ticket sales. Yeah. So where does where do the tens of millions of dollars come from to play payer, player salaries? Well, I'll tell you right now, they don't come from ticket sales. That is just ridiculous for anybody to suggest that. They come from um, corporate sponsorships and selling millions of uh, replica jerseys and all that sort of thing. There's a million different ways that the club generates money. So how does a how does a league who's being l largely ignored by um by media and uh, and the rest of professional sports and things and and your television networks and uh, largely being ignored by the big sponsors uh how does that league boost their ticket sales when they have no access to the kind of media marketing that the that the nhl does i mean how do they do that and the answer is is that they can't and that's what that's i feel where these women are coming from they're saying listen you know stop ignoring our sport it's it's it, the sport is in the control of a handful of corporates people that make decisions within corporate places like you know 
not not meaning to shame any of these guys just saying names because they're big hockey companies like ccm and bauer and warrior and people like that and true all these places plus the likes of Bettman and and all your television networks and everything else if you rounded up all the decision makers involved in the billions of dollars there if you rounded the all those all those people up first of all you find almost all of them are guys and uh, then you would also find that you could probably stand them all in your bedroom yeah it's a tiny amount of people a tiny amount of blokes who are in charge of all the money that's available to be spent on ice hockey whether it's advertising or broadcasting or sponsorship and those guys standing in all together that little clutch of guys standing in someone's bedroom could decide tonight that next year we're right we're going to throw our muscle behind women's hockey as well and that would overnight transform the game completely if uh, if the network said right we're going to start putting on women's hockey uh one night a week prime time uh you know one night a weekend prime time um, sport, uh, sports networks we're going to start giving the same coverage to women's as men's this has already not really cost them anything right yeah and uh, then you get your Bowers and your CCMs and everybody else that starts throwing real money around and I don't mean to diss some of them because some of them Adidas and whatnot they've done great things and throwing some money towards individuals like Decker and, and people like that but if they decided to put real money behind that sport they could change things in a night if they wanted to yeah, and I, I was going to say this is going back to the, the whole ticket sales thing. That that that, that point you've you've done, uh, brought up there is literally that is exactly what it is, right? Because if you if you uh, look at it when uh, when uh, the Olympics come around, right? When all those women are playing for their countries in the uh, Winter Olympics, literally everyone that uh, that's interested in the sport from those countries is is tuning in. Yeah, no, they, they, they all travel and buy tickets. They all watch the games, and so the, this the is. Only Sorry, go on. I was gonna say the only reason is that that um, they tune into these games is because it's number one, it's broadcast world right wo- worldwide. Yep. It's bigged up on social media like months before it even happens, months before the tournament even happens. The the only way, uh, this is this is actually something I was doing in school today. Believe it or not, this this is this is my lesson that I had. Go on. In school today. Yeah. Which is talking about all like media and stuff and uh, how coverage of of women's sports in general. Yeah. Isn't. Uh, as uh, big or as um, good as men's yep. um, sports, and um, the the best way and the biggest way, especially nowadays, is to number one broadcast on TV. That's the biggest. That's what pro- that's the biggest way. Mm-hmm. That's that's how. So TV companies will make the money, and then obviously they have to. I'm pretty sure they have to give a bit of money to the league, right? I think a is ton of money, an absolute yeah. ton of money. Yeah, so so they're gonna get so that that's how that that that's will be how they'll make money, right? That's how the yeah. NHL make money. That's how Batman makes right. money yeah. with his whole NHL app yeah. thing. And then they sell uh, they sell ads in the middle of the hockey game and whatnot. Exactly, and um, also social media. Social media is probably the biggest thing right now in this day and age. Like you've got like the likes of Instagram and Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, men's hockey is bigged up on there all the time. You get even you know those sponsored ads that pop up. Yeah, that's all that that's like to do that's with all, yeah, see and stuff. That, that's all the part of the same marketing machine that I'm talking about here. So, um, but I just want to come back to. Uh, so I think we successfully making that argument there somehow. I want to address one other uh, what I found almost unbelievably offensive uh, attitude. One guy responded. I won't say his name because I'm not into that whole sh- name and shame and Twitter people thing. 
one guy responded to me to say something to the effect of these women haven't earned their way when uh, when hockey first started out in the olden days there was no money in the sport then and all those guys had to sweat it all sweat it out and everything else and uh you know earn their way up through you know th- raise the profile of the sport and uh to uh, attract the attention of people and eventually attract the attention of sponsors and eventually attract uh you know the money and that's that's why uh in this day and age there's um players being paid millions of dollars right yeah but his argument what he was trying to say was that those guys that did all that work in the beginning and uh, played their hearts out for no money while the sport got more and more popular, what they're trying to, the, the argument they're trying to say was that guys that just joined, so if you're 16 right now and uh, you're, a, you're a, a young man, that you're entirely entitled to get drafted and have a 10 million pound um, $10 million contract, if you want to. You're totally entitled to because people people worked hard in the past for that for you. Yeah. But if you're a woman, you're not. Because That's because back in the olden days, they didn't think about the fact that women might want to play hockey one day. But if they did think about that, they would have said, oh, yeah, oh, and by the way, when you know, years down the line, when women start playing, don't let them have any of the money. That's so stupid. And and the, the big, the, the, the thing there, right, is that, the reason that men didn't get paid all the money back then is because they didn't have the massive brands, brands like Bauer making all the money. The sport wasn't big enough so that, that, that they could even yeah. make and, money. And, and that's the key. And I, you don't need to go any further. Oh, the, okay. the, the sport wasn't big enough. Yeah. Not men's hockey. Just the sport in general. Just the sport wasn't big enough. The sport is now big enough. The sport is now easily big enough to accommodate both men, men and women. So I say do one of two things. Either... Put the money where your mouth is, um, networks, um, corporate sponsors, Batman, whoever, and create a properly funded women's league or just let the women into the men's league. I don't care. I'm happy either way. Yeah. Yeah, I, to- I totally agree with that. Right. Uh, uh, I've, got one more, I've got one more thing on there. Yeah. So some notable people who, are, who have said they're going to sit out the season. Obviously, we've got Brianna Decker. So yeah. That's, that's, where I, that's where I got that thing from. Yeah. Um, I mean, in a way, you know, seeing as they're not doing anything, it'd be great to have a whole load of them around to play some road hockey. Yeah. <laughs> That's one plus that could come out of it. We could email them all and say, hey, you know. Yeah, c- come down, you know, jump on the podcast and we'll play some road hockey. Absolutely. Yeah. Any of the uh, Decker, uh, you know, Coin, Knight, any of you guys listening out there that uh, if you got a bit of time off, we're 100% behind you in your um, in your movement and your efforts. Uh, but, and if you feel like coming on the podcast, please do. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say some notable people uh, that, w- that we ta- we haven't mentioned. Um, the CWHL MVP, she won like oh loads yeah. of awards. Yeah, yeah. Marie Philippe, uh, Philippe Poulin. Poulin, yeah, yeah. Um, also, also welcome to come around and take a few shots on our uh, sports screen. Yep. Uh, goalie uh, for Canada as well. Yes. Uh, Shannon Jabados. Yeah, amazing, amazing goalie. Uh, and Hillary Knight. Yeah, I mentioned Hillary, but yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, hundreds more, hundreds more. And yeah. it's not even just the 200 that have uh, that have been mentioned as being united in this movement. I mean, uh, totally amazing. Anyway, any of you that are listening, we'd love to have you on. Any part that we can play in trying to get this injustice sorted out, we'd like to do that. So um, you will find us um, shoulder to shoulder with you in this battle on uh, social media and on the podcast. So 
Come on, folks, let's sort this mess out. Bauer, uh, CCM, Adidas, all you guys, I know you want to do the right thing. Uh, and this is probably the moment to do it. Do a great thing. Right, should we move on? Yes. Um, International hockey? Were we gonna yeah, I was going to say, let's go on to that, and then we can uh, end with some more NHL stuff. Cool, cool. So, international. Um, this is a, th- this is a, a big... Uh, I feel like this is a big one, to be honest. Um, I mean... Um, we we'll go through the Team Canada roster because you know we've uh, we went we went through the GB and obviously we're Canadians, uh, so we will want to go through that. Uh, yeah. we, we might go through a, cu- a couple of the matchups for Canada and GB. I yeah. thought because we'll be following both. Okay. Um, and then we'll probably go. We went through those though the last time, right? We didn't, we didn't go. We didn't go through Canada's. So I think we're pretty sure we went through GB. With we did. With we Scott. did. We went through GB and talked about which when's they when they be playing against Canada. Yes, um, I am going to quickly try and find the Team Canada roster. Yeah, I want to look at that. Uh, let me look here. Um, no, I mean one of the most noteworthy things as you're digging around there is that there will be some omissions. Some guys that are saying that they just you know for whatever reason are not going to play. Yes, for example, Mitch Marner said, yeah. said he won't because of contract negotiations. He wanted he wants to get it done. That's right. Um, Connor McDavid, I believe, is still a bit banged up after the end of the season. If you remember, he messed up his leg. That's right. Uh, Crosby just said no. Yeah. Riley said no. Yeah. Riley's uh, just shattered, though. Yeah, he's just been in a playoff run, right? Um, um, Tavares? Tavares is playing. Yeah. However, quick, quick thing to point out here. He he is not playing as number 91. Do you know which number he is? Well, you have to take a different number on interna- when you play international duties sometimes. No, uh, there is no other number 91. He just didn't take number 91. Uh, he is going to be number 69? No, but... <laughs> no, that's Doug Latt. No, nah, I'm looking here. I wish there was someone. I'd rate that. Yeah. Um. Do you know? No, I don't. 16? No, he is playing as number 20. Oh, that's weird. I, know, just not, I don't know why. It just oh, says okay. number 20. Right, give us the roster. Okay, so... Uh, I'll sort it by position. So, in defense, we have Dante Fabro. Uh, he plays for Nashville. Uh, Darnell Nurse of Ed, uh, of Edmonton. Shea Theodore of Vegas. Uh, Damon Severson of New Jersey. Troy Stetcher of Vancouver. Brandon Montour of Buffalo. Um, Thomas Chabot of Ottawa. And we move on to forwards. We have Sean Couturier of Philadelphia. Adam Henrique of Anaheim. Uh, Jared McCann of Pittsburgh. Dylan Strom of Chicago, Kyle Torres of Nashville, John Tavares of your Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, Matthew, I think, is that how you say it? Uh, when you, is it just Matthew? Uh, where, where? Which one are you on? Uh, this one. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just Matthew in French. Math- Matthew uh, Joseph of Tampa Bay, Sam Reinhardt of Buffalo, Anthony Mather of Detroit, Tyler Bertuzzi of Detroit, Mark Stone of Vegas, Anthony Cirelli of Tampa Bay, and Jonathan Marchezo of Vegas. Cool. Moving on to goalies, we have Mackenzie Blackwood of the New Jersey Devils. Yeah. Matt Murray of the Pittsburgh Penguins. And Carter Hart of the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, so no uh, flurry and no price. No flurry or price. Or I'm trying to think of any other. Jonathan Quick. Oh, no, he's American. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the, if there are any other big Canadian goalies. Like physically large? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, physically. <laughs> Roberto Longo. Uh... He's not playing. Oh yeah. Um, I think that's it for pretty much for. Is he a thousand years old? 
Probably, mate. He he was in. Remember when like Crosby and yeah, uh, Stamkos were on that big team with they're, Tavares. They're still in the. He he was backing up Price in their crib. Twenty ten. I remember we watched it. Twenty ten. Yeah, yeah. That's when I first found yeah. out about Price. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm actually. Want, there's one other roster I want to try and find here. Um, but is there anything else you you want to say, quick? No, no. Other than you know, you have to follow NHL now to know most of those names. Um, there are it isn't a roster packed full of guys that uh, anybody would hear about if you were just a casual NHL fan. Um, so a lot of those big names that we mentioned at the beginning are uh, are sitting it out, which is a shame. But uh, you know, it's been a tough season for a lot of them, uh, and some of them will have their reasons and whatnot. Long gone are the days when they can uh, actually compel you to play. So um, so yeah, it's a shame. Some some of them won't be there, but uh, you know, here's hoping that the uh, Canadians will still put on a hell of a show. Yeah, I'm. Which roster are you looking for? I'm looking for. Um Oh, is there a USA here? I don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear USA? No, no, let's not go through that. What else you got on international? Uh, Wait, uh, Russia. I want to look and find Russia, see if there's... Oh, they're not up yet. Okay. Because I'm pretty sure they got Vasilevsky, so... Yeah, so we'll talk. We'll cover that off in the next one. Yeah, when that comes out. Uh, do you want to look at the team... Do you want to look at Team Canada's lineup quick? Uh, they're in Group A. There's two groups. Oh, oh group okay. A and group B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean they're a fixture list or what? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's what I meant. Okay. Um, so Canada play in the first game on 10th of May. That's when it all starts off. Uh, so set your dates. Yeah. Canada play Finland. Oh, they got one of those little app, calendar app things that you can dump it in your calendar. I don't know. I've got the okay. official. If we if we IHF find if we one. find it, we'll put it up on social media. You yes. Know, one of those little thingies where you click it and it goes straight in your uh, phone calendar. Yeah, I'm using the double IHF. Oh, and I've okay. set I've set my favorite Sponsored team. Sponsored by Skoda. Yeah, I've set my favorite team to Canada, so I don't know if notifications come through or whatever. Oh yeah, all right. But um, Canada play Finland on the 10th of May. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they play. Oh, 12th of May. They play Team GB. Oh, yeah. So we talked about that last time when we looked at it the other way around when we, uh, Team uh, GB had just put their roster out on the last podcast. So yes. We, we looked at them. Uh, 13th of May, they play Slovakia. Right. Then they are trying to find the next one. 16th of May, they play France. Right. Not going to lie, I didn't know France had a team. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was a pause there for a minute. Um, I'm trying to find the next one. Uh, oh, twentieth uh, of May, Jonty's birthday. Oh, right. Okay, one of uh, UK hockey farmers. Yeah. A uh, our U nine superstar. Uh, uh, Canada played Denmark. Okay, right. And um, I bet the Danes are good. Yeah. Well, th- they were the. Oh man, ones I can see it. There's that Canada USA game. Yeah, and the last game on twenty first of May. The Canada last play one. USA. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I I've had a brief I had a brief like little look through that USA roster. Yeah. I don't like our chances. Oh no. Austin Matthews? Yeah. Well actually I think Austin Matthews. Jack Hughes, that the uh draft uh project projected first overall draft pick. Oh yeah. Um We'll go uh, over their roster next time. We'll dig yeah, in. Yeah, you can go time. just go over that next nah, time. Nah, yeah, we'll go over it next time. I'm just looking at it uh, at the clock. Um what else were we gonna cover off here? In, in today's episode. Um, uh, I'll go back quick. Dur, dur, dur. Ian Scott. Did we talk about Ian Scott? Yes, we have. Um, do you want to go? Uh, well, yeah, I said, we'd go, I said we'd go back to uh, NHL. Oh, yeah. We'll uh, just do a tiny little bit more on this. I'm going to leave. I've got a kind of question for the end. It'll be, it might be slightly longer, but, you okay, know. Okay, the end is getting near. Yes, I know. Um, one thing. Remember Joe Pavelski? I showed you that thing where he got hit in the head and blood was coming out. Oh, out, out the hole in his helmet. Yeah. Yeah. 
What happened? So I, I I couldn't find I couldn't like properly like uh, there was no like big article. So on it. I don't know why. Um, but uh, I, uh, the, I saw a thing that uh, says the Sharks haven't yet ruled him out of the playoffs, and they think that he wow. might play in the next so game. So hit in the head, whatever happened, cracked the skull open or something. So he had blood pouring out of the holes in his helmet. And if you if you look for this on uh, YouTube or something, you'll find it. And he's uh, not ruled out for the playoffs. No, Shark said that he might play tonight. <laughs> Woohoo! Man, those guys it, are made of something else. Well, yeah. No, he isn't. He also the one that got hit. Yeah, he was. He's the one that got uh, took a slap shot to the face, and he's he has to wear a fishbowl. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is a just another little flag up there. This is the same sport we're talking about, where they're asking the women to play with no medical insurance. Just putting that out there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's all. That's all I have in Pavelski. Okay. We'll probably find more on more stuff on that. Um. I wanted to ask you. This is going just going back to the NHL. I'll bring it up here. All right. Playoff predictions. I'm not going to ask for the whole thing. Okay. I'm just going to ask who do you think is going to make it out out of these four games we talked about. Yeah. Um, okay. I'll go through them game by game. So yep. we've got Boston v um, Columbus. Yeah. So Columbus. You think Columbus will make it through? Yeah, I do. Um, Islanders and bunch of jerks. A bunch of jerks are going to make it through there. So they've just got some momentum. You have it here. Col- uh, with w- the prediction here, a UK hockey fan is Columbus v the bunch of jerks, Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah. In the third uh com- conference final yep um uh, in the eastern conference and in the western conference sharks and avalanche oh yeah sharks lead by the way yeah i think sharks will probably carry on that that momentum and and uh we'll take that what do you what are your thoughts you with me with sharks on that mm, no no you think, I'm uh, you think avalanche i mean mckinnon yeah. Well, let's uh, say he yeah. has had a minimi- yeah, um, that's uh, right. an amazing Gosh, playoffs. That's, that's a tough one. That's almost a toy cast for me. I'm but then go again, you've got the defense of Carlson Burns. Yeah. Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go Sharks. It's a to- it's a coin toss. Well, I'll go Avalanche then. Uh, and so, and who's left? Blues and Stars. Blues and Stars. stars. Are they are they tied? Tied two two. Yeah. Ooh. Do you know? I have a an ex work colleague a friend of mine uh, who lives in South Carolina and uh, he is the only real live blues fan that I know and he took me to uh, see he's also a Spurs fan American dude and I think his mom was British or something and um, when he was over last he took me to see a Spurs game at Wembley Uh, and he's a blues fan so I'm going to go blues I'm going to say blues as well did you see the thing, um, the Stars player, uh, Lynn Dell, I believe, um, where he got, where he did that, have you seen the thing where he dives? He gets cro- he gets cross-checked a couple of times, and oh he yeah. just jumps on the floor and makes it look like yeah, a yeah, massive yeah, yeah, cross-check. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, a thing brought up was that uh, he will, um, like, the, re- the refs will, like, not be giving out, like, as many penalties in the Stars' favor. Right. Cause especially when he's on the ice. Okay. So if he get if he gets genuinely cross checked like properly. Yeah, he's doomed. It's kind of like um, uh, the boy who cried wolf kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like even if, if he does it and he's actually injured and he genuinely yeah. gets just destroyed and shoved to the floor, yeah, genuinely tough. It's like, well, is he diving? Is he not? Yeah. Like they don't know anymore, right? Um. Yeah, that'll be that'll make things spicy. Yeah, that that's gonna. I feel like that will damage the stars a bit. Okay, oh, so we're agree- uh, agreed then. So uh, could be a. Uh, so we th- so if, we, if we're gonna so we're recap splits. <laughs> well, no, we've done. So we know uh, we're thinking. So um, we're thinking Columbus v the bunch of jerks yeah. in the Eastern Conference for, uh, for the conference and final. Then, then we're split. 
um, were split between the Sharks and the Avalanche um, to play the Blues, the Blues in the Western Conference. Okay, final. cool. Well, we'll see how that how uh, how we get on the next time. I around. mean, I'm pretty sure I missed my bracket chance to get the second chance bracket. I'm pretty sure I got zero points in the bracket this year. You actually did. You got. You genuinely got none. No, you got that. No, no, no. no. You got. You got ten points for really predicting. I, I at least could have tried to hold onto my shutout. You. you Predicted. I was going for the silver broom or whatever you get for coming in dead last. I thought it was a wooden spoon. Yeah, what? Well, what silver broom sounds nicer? I think that's an actual legitimate trophy well, for like curling or something. Yeah, probably. Uh, no, no, I know what you did. You predicted the sharks, right? Yeah. That was it. Oh, did I? Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Well, I'm sticking with the sharks then. Right. <laughs> let's get out of here. Really? Oh, I was going to give you one more question. All right. Just I thought you said one before. You keep adding them on. Hmm? No. No, no, this this is my last one. We've, we've, right, we've, on talk, we've talked about this before, so it'd be nice and easy. And, when I, and we've even done research towards this. Okay. So in the off season, um, there are going to be there's going there's going to be some movement, right? Yes. There's got to be some something's got to happen. Yep. Besides golf. Yeah. Besides besides golf, I'm pretty sure Jake Gardner puts on a sweet golf tourney. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've seen that before. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've seen Nylander <laughs> yeah. on the golf course. Yeah. Um, Kessel's barbecue. I'm not. I'm not sure how many people will be invi- invited. Hot dog, hot dog fest. Oh, uh, Kessel and Matthews might be French, no, but there Americans. You go, boom. There yep. you go. All right. Um, how? <laughs> um, but I think there'll be some movement. Um, I, w- I want to ask two things. So, if there's going to be it's turned into two now. No, no, no. But same thing. All right. So the trading, same thing. Okay. Yeah. So, number one, uh, is uh, is there going to be a member of staff that gets traded or just let go? Do you mean from... Are we talking about Leafs front office? Yes. Is there going to be someone that, that's let go? I've seen... Well, oh. obviously, there's been stuff about Babcock. Yeah. Which I said we'd come back to, and we'd come back to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then there's been people that have said uh, DJ S- Smith, I believe his name is. He's the one... He's, like, the assistant that does, like, all power play stuff. Oh, okay. So people have said that yeah, he might yeah. be going, but then no yeah. one knows who's he was going to get replaced with. Yep. So... So I would say... It, well, it's easier for me to say who I think where I don't think there will be movement. So okay. Dubas is not going anywhere. Oh, yeah, of course. Babcock, not going anywhere. Okay. Any but reason it, behind that? Uh, because I think that, um, you know, we've all, most of us have now read Steve Dangle's open letter to Babcock and all that business. Yeah. And he lays it out there pretty pretty clearly. Um, you know, Babcock has taken a losing team and turned them into a team who are consistently making the playoffs and getting better year on year. Um, and it's easy to get down on him and, and everything else. But I think with, uh, you know, if he heads into the off season, um, you know, with a fresh sheet of paper and starting to rethink his strategy with his amazing team that he and Dubas uh, have assembled, uh, I, d- I see no reason why we're not challenging for the cup next year with Babcock. But I do see that there's some problems with the special team. So our PK isn't performing, our PP isn't performing. And uh, I don't know if it's the Smith guy or there's some other people. It's quite likely, I would say, that someone from that space, the special teams, will get sacrificed. And I don't know who, but uh, that's my prediction. That someone will get hacked out of there. Yeah, I mean, we, we've, uh, as I said, we've spoken about uh, b- both these questions before. Yeah. Uh, well, spe- what was the other question? So the other question I had for you. Yeah. And this is the one that I said we've researched this one. Yeah. If multiple players or a player at least are going to be moved in the off season who's going in and who are they going for oh who do you want them to go for God. i i don't know i wasn't prepared for this 
Um, well, we've we've talked about one. I know. I know it's kind of a joking one thing. One that's going. Well, we we talked about one that's going. We t- we talked. To, I know it's kind yeah, of a joke. I think, I, I think we'd like to trade for Connor McDavid. Yeah, we've said this is a joke, <laughs> but then we looked into it, and it's actually kind of possible. So it's uh, you know I don't know that's a uh, that's a fantasy I'm sure, but you'd heard it here first. Let's get Connor McDavid. Um, what yeah, players do you I think might know. be going? Um, there's you know Nylander, I think is got to be a question mark. Um, will they be so looking back over what's happened this year? So he was a contract holdout. He missed half the season holding out on his contract. You know, twisting the arm of the of the club for um, more money than he was probably worth in the first place, even the Nylander that he was last year. Uh, then he comes back, does not perform at all, and is practically a ghost in the playoffs. I would not be at all surprised if he was heading out somewhere because he's an awful valuable asset. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me to see Nylander heading out. Um, then maybe some of the old guard, Marlowe, I think, is uh, very possibly um, leaving the Leafs. Uh, and maybe even Hainsey. Hainsey, I, 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 there are two people here. I, I didn't. Uh, I thought you may consider bringing up. Uh, you didn't think I'd bring them up? No, no, no. I think you would. Be. I thought. I, th- I thought you would bring them up. I didn't. I didn't think you'd bring Hainsey up because I know you're a big Hainsey guy. I love Hainsey. I don't think we should get rid of him. But hey, I'm uh, sadly no one's going to ask me. Yeah, that's true. Hey, Kyle Dubas might. You might yeah, give me a call. You never know. Just before they, you know, one minute. Hey, did anybody talk to sh- to Shane in the UK? Oh, oh no, we forgot to ring. Oh, two seconds. Yeah, hold that deal. Dangle might have might have yeah. passed hey, on Shane, your Hey, Shane, are we all right to get rid of Hainsey? What? Hainsey? No. Yeah. Um, but no, but two people I thought uh, that you didn't um, properly bring up. Kadri. Oh, yeah, Kadri's going. You think he's going? Yeah, he's sorry, he's going. And he's as good as gone. Gareth Sparks. Uh, well, Sparks, I mean, you know, that's a non-issue to me as far as, I, you know, I'm sub- really? I thought he was already gone. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, we he was on that big thing, but. I, 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 a we don't have a there just isn't a seat for him in the system not, I, I, not not for us not for the Marlins no one knows what he is including himself and management no one knows what he's because he's been good at times yeah and awful at other times yeah he reminds me of Bernier it, it's the thing, <laughs> the thing is is like this happens in hockey so so many times where you'll get a marginal player like that and um, he uh, it's not about it's not it's almost not about him it's about the fact that we've uh, the 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 position is closed in around them and just left them with no seat yeah and so we were in a position where we had hutchinson and um and anderson uh and that pairing worked and then suddenly you know the guy turns around his seat's gone so you know yeah come what may he's going okay there's nowhere to refer him to come back into okay and uh one thing i want to add on your Conor mcdavid thing is that i actually literally I, I genuinely looked this up and I believe it will be around 11.4 mil. But if we trade both Kadri and Nylander to the uh, Edmonton Oilers, yeah, his contract is 12.5. Yeah. So we'd be one mil out of having a, p- the perfect salary deal, salary-wise deal. Yeah. So we could spice it up with Garrett Sparks and a year's supply of dill pickle chips. Yes. Um, yeah, but no, genuinely, if if we th- if we threw in Sparks because he's on a one, he's on genuinely he's on a one million con, uh, one million dollar one year contract. Oh right, okay, there you so go. So they could, and they're looking for a goalie. Yeah, they're looking Look for a no goalie. Further. If we gave them Kadri and Nylander, they'd have a full line of Drysaitel, Nylander, and Kadri as, as a center. Yeah, 
we'd get hometown boy McDavid. Yeah. And uh, our power play would look something along the lines of Tavares, Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, uh, Mitch Marner, and Jake Muzzin. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind that power play. That would be all right. But genuinely, that, that like pe- people may joke about it, and but like when you actually look into it, it could be possible. But I know some people are still on the give Nylander at least half a season more before you go about trading him. Uh, just make sure that he gen- that it genuinely is he isn't as good as he used to be, or uh, not that he still isn't back into the flow of being in, NH- in the NHL and playing in the NHL. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Listen, let's get out of here. I'm I was looking at the time. Yeah, and I was going to say, shouldn't we mention some of the date uh, issue, like not issues, oh, yeah. um, new w- when we're going to be on thing. next? Yeah. So, do you need to go on exactly date, or should we talk? Just about throw out the next two da- throw out the next two dates, and then also we're going to put we'll put that calendar out on uh, social media, and each time that we're on from now on, we'll make it clear when the next date is that the next podcast will be on. Of course, the easiest way for all of this is to just subscribe to the podcast. So wherever you get it, and at the moment you can get us on um, iTunes, TuneIn. Yeah, TuneIn. Actually, I just got TuneIn back up and working. Yeah, Spo- so TuneIn is working. Spotify, again. Stitcher, um, SoundCloud. Yep. Uh, all five of those places, and I'm pretty sure all five of those formats will allow you to subscribe. So yeah. whenever it comes out, it'll just pop up in your feed saying that there's a, a new uh, new epi out. But when tell us when we think the next two will be out. So for so th- th- this is for May. We will uh uh will be next on on the seventeenth on Friday. Friday the seventeenth May. And the thirtieth of May, which is a Thursday. And Thursday the thirtieth. And I know that some of these days seem a bit odd, but so now it's it's our ho- off season too. Um, I'm not playing at the moment. Finn season's coming to an end, and so we're sort of bending these things around our normal lives as well. Yeah, so I've, I I know for uh for a fact that these Thursday and Friday things is I've got some school stuff. Yeah, there you go. So there's school, so I've got like school and work and all those sorts of things. But anyway, um, let's. Uh, I was gonna say one last thing about this date thing. Obviously, we'll put this out, but until the start of the NHL season, we're going to one a fort- one podcast a fortnight. Yeah, uh, 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 you know, roughly one a fortnight, unless something else comes up. So of course, Free um, you know, we've got uh, the, our podcasting studio, which we almost never talk about, is actually located at UK Fam headquarters. Um, it's it's here. And uh, so we can jump on whenever. So if something comes up and whatnot, we might do a, you know, we might do a shorty. And remember, we're still covering the world of women's hockey and uh, the world of the UK hockey. Uh, so there might be reasons for um, in those areas that there is to uh, jump on and do a quick podcast as well. But yeah, we're going to try and shorten it down to about uh, once a once every two weeks, just th- over the off season. But um, but anyway, we'll publish that schedule later. Uh, let's uh, do some quick shout outs to our friends. Yeah. Okay. So we'd like to close um, always by uh, mentioning a couple of the people that we, um, people and businesses that we like to support uh, for no good reason other than we think they're good eggs. And um, and we know uh, from experience that they do good stuff and have good products. So um, some cool clothing companies like Beer League Republic out of Toronto, uh, another awesome one out of Rotherham here in the UK, uh, Crosscheck Clothing. Who else we got? Uh, also, I've always got. I always mention my favorite blades, Bionicscape blades. Oh yeah, love those blades. Love the color on them as well. Great yeah. blades. Yeah, they are awesome, and they are out of uh, Toronto. Uh, Toronto, I think Toronto, Ontario. 
Bionic Blades, yeah. yeah. Out of Ontario, for sure. Uh, sports Screen, another great training aid that we use here all the time. Yeah, that's one, the one I was mentioning earlier for uh, any of you ladies that find yourselves uh, not playing hockey over the summer. Come down and have a few shots on uh, um, on our Sports Screen here in the UK. Uh, and that's not exclusive to ladies, boys, girls, men as well. <laughs> Anybody that wants to come down and have a, sh- uh, we're in, um, so yeah, sort of the, uh, south of England here in Oxfordshire. And, uh, there's a standing open invitation to come down and rip a few pucks at our sports screen anytime you like. The great, awesome sports screen people are in, um, southwestern Ontario. I believe they're located in Kitchener Waterloo. Uh, and I think that they won like the Canadian version of Dragon's Den or something like that. So check them out. Yeah, definitely. Um, going to uh, sports shops uh, here in the UK. Yeah. Uh, we have Puck Stop. Uh, they're in Sheffield, I believe. Yep, Puck Stop, Sheffield, family run. Awesome people, awesome family, awesome shop. Uh, All-Star uh, Pro. Yeah, run by our friend Ian Clark. Clarky is fantastic. Plays in my hockey league uh, as well. Great guy. Um, Perm Sports in yeah. London. So if you're in southwestern Ontario, specifically around London, check out Herms Sports. Uh, they w- work on our skates and stuff when we're um, back home in Canada. They are brilliant and great people as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's it for now. I think so. Let's get off the air. Right. We'll speak to you guys soon. Oh, and uh, support women's hockey. Whoever you are, they, if you're listening, um, and uh, if anybody uh, from you know any of those big sponsors and whatnot are listening, do the right thing. Um, everybody should come down on, you know, I can tell at the moment that people are worried about coming down on the wrong side of this issue. And so I'm looking at social media and I see the normal, some of the social media, um, promoters and whatnot that around hockey haven't said anything about it yet. And I can just imagine they're worried about coming down on the wrong side of this. Let me tell you right now, there is no wrong side. There's only one side. The right side is to support women's hockey, whatever it takes. Right. We'll speak to you again soon. Yeah, see, see you guys soon. Game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good.